0: to Are You Afraid? Hashtag AH stories a com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, celebrating a decade of podcasting excellence. Today is Monday, August 2nd, 2021, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During this podcast, we'll be having an in-depth discussion on FX on Hulu's American Horror Stories. Please welcome my co-host, Vinny Hatcher. Hello, hello, hello. Let's jump into our discussion of Season 1, Episode 4, which was titled The Naughty List and premiered on July 29th, 2021 via FX on Hulu. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. A group of influencers face a reckoning after posting a problematic video online. Yes, sounds like a headline ripped from, like... Radar Online or something. Um. <laughs> right. All it's missing is Florida Man. And that, yeah. Or the name of a popular influencer. So, yes. let's talk about the theme of this episode. This is American Horror Stories, an anthology. Every week it's new. The first two episodes, it was a two-parter. We had a Haunted House. Last week, we had Carnivorous Primal zombie-like people, and this week we have an old-fashioned slasher story set during the holidays. Uh, You know, much like many, there have been quite a few holiday, especially Christmas horror films in the past, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Krampus, etc. So it is a familiar trope in horror. Uh, They did kind of Twisted on its head, sorry Wyatt, and uh, you know they added a very 2021 aspect to it by having these social media influencers as uh, the foils for the serial killer. But slasher stuff, Vinny. What 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 do you think in general of the slasher genre? Just period.
1: Oh my god, I love it. I mean I know that makes me sound like a potential slasher myself I'm totally not but I grew up watching Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street Friday the 13th you know the 80s was like prime time slasher The Dorm That Dripped Blood Slumber Party Massacre like there's just this like element of over the top cheesiness to the slasher genre itself and then you have the other side where it actually is very noir very thriller very captivating there's I've watched ones where I'm like on the edge of my seat so at the same time I do think that it is very hard to make a successful slasher because there really isn't an in the middle i think anymore it's either you're on the corny side or you're on the really good side and sometimes corny can be good but i think you know what i mean when i there's like two sides of that spectrum and i think it's very it's a fine line because it's been done so many times and when people try to reinvent it it's always incredibly interesting
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah, I'm enjoy- I enjoy slasher films as well. They they can be fun, uh, not to sound as sick and twisted as you just did, but they can be fun. Uh, I think slasher films much like um much like uh torture porn, you know, sometimes they they will throw in unlikable people because you kind of, you know, have fun seeing them get their comeuppance. In a slasher film, there are some characters also in slasher films you know that they that they make really um, that, that you can empathize with so that when they get slashed you know you feel for for it as well um, th- these characters were interesting Let, let's talk about our bros uh, there's the bro house we have four social media influencers living together Zen Wyatt. James, and Barry. They're all content creators in the bro house. Uh, there actually was a house that social media influencers, one of the Pauls, was in. So mm-hmm. there is a bit of real life um, relevance with this. Uh, there were some shout outs to other content creators in uh, this uh, production as the, 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 guy, the bros. We're sort of talking about controversies and that sort of thing. If you've ever seen a social media type of thing, whether it's like a social media influencer's TikTok or Instagram, I mean, props to whomever, you know, had to edit this and put the graphics and that kind of stuff and the music because it was very on point. It was spot on. It was hella creepy. I feel bad for whomever had to watch all that content because their brain's probably mush now. But um, <laughs> let's talk about the the dynamic foursome. Vinny, what did you think of Zen, Wyatt, James, and Barry? Did you have a favorite? Did you hate anyone in particular? Were you excited to see either of them uh, get their comeuppance?
1: Um, all of them. <laughs> like. I know that they tried to make Barry kind of like, I'm the moral compass of the group, but here's my thing. They're all vapid to a certain extent. And the fact that he, you know, you may have a conscience, but the fact that you still went along with what was going on doesn't make necessarily make you redeemable in my eyes. Um, But these guys were deliberately not likable, (laughs) you know? I mean, there's that element of like celebrity, like, oh, I would love to be a celebrity, but I feel like we actually really got to see what happens when, Being an influencer, being a celebrity, that is what you do, because that's all that you are. It becomes every aspect of your identity. And while I did not like any of these characters, I mean, I thought Zinn was hot, I won't lie. But, you know, other than the eye candy aspect, like, I hated these characters. And I think that we were meant to, but it also showed us that, like you get to see like what these people actually go through. Like I would never want to be an influencer because you've got all these ad deals. You've got an image that you always have to have going. You get desperate to find something new. You're constantly trying to reinvent or top what you did last time. So while I didn't like them, I think these characters were 100% spot on and accurate. You know, the shallowness, the arrogance, the, all the hubris, all of the insensitivity to everyone around them with a, an undercurrent of like complete and total insecurity and un. Happiness. They were living empty lives. And so while I didn't like them, and I did enjoy watching each and every one of them get their comeuppance for the assholes that they were, they were very well done because they were very, very accurately portrayed.
0: Yes, the actors did a really good job portraying unlikable people, and I agree with
1: you about Barry because Barry—it's—they
0: it, like the way that they wrote him and the way that the guys reacted to him. He was supposed to be sort of like the pillar of goodness, I guess, out of the quartet. But at the end of the day, he was still going along to get along. Like he—it's not like he didn't upload. Said videos that ended up becoming incredibly controversial and incredibly problematic, he went along to get along because maybe a little bit of peer pressure, maybe a little bit of you know the craving the stardom, the likes the subscribers and all that kind of stuff uh but yeah so, so I don't give him a pass at all i didn't feel bad once you know once fate caught up with him
1: period. Becoming a Yule Log? Yes, that, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) You know, it's funny. I actually, once upon a time, I had me on YouTube channel, and I tried to do the whole becoming, like, a gay influencer and all of that. And this was, like, in my early 30s. So I really did connect with the fact that, like, there is always this, like, oh, the older that you get, the less appealing you are. And I thought it was really interesting they included that aspect because... Whether you're a male or a female, I think being a social influencer or being a celebrity these days, it's even the men, it used to be that the women was a stereotype of being you have to be a Barbie doll, you have to, but it's not. It's both of them. There is that aspect of like, not only do you have an image that you have to create, you also have an expiration date. And I did really enjoy the fact that they were doing this because they felt that their milk was about to expire. Oh wow! in retrospect, that's a really bad metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) With four guys in a house, sorry. But you know what I mean. Like, I I think it was awesome that they added the undercurrent of like the desperation was coming because they know that if they stop doing this, they've never done anything else. They don't know what they would do. So again, not likable, but there was depth to these characters, which I didn't think was going to be possible. That's an interesting
0: point that you made, and I know that they brought it up several times in the episode, but I do kind of question if that is real or if that's just a fear that influencers have as they get old. The only reason I think that yeah. is because as millennials are getting older, you know, we're now in our 30s and, you know, 5 plus years we're going to be in our 40s, etc. and if you're a millennial, especially an older millennial, that's getting older and you're used to your favorite content creator this is coming from someone that does not watch influencers but i but i would assume if you like an influencer and you've been following them you know throughout your 30s and as they're getting old and you're getting old you're still going to have that connection like maybe that influencer isn't going to get new people because i don't i don't know if a 40 year old influencer would get, you know, a 20-year-old, like a Generation Z watching them, but you still have your built-in audience that supports you. I, I wonder if that's something, just in general, if that's something that's going to end up happening with these influencers, because there are many yeah. that are in their 30s, and their brand is strong with their contemporaries, because those are the people that are supporting them. So I would think that their contemporaries would follow them as they age, as you know because the contemporaries are, are aging.
1: 100% it's a fear. I agree with you. I, I think that's a very fascinating point. And it's that's what I've always thought, you know, because at the end of the day, if you have the talent, then you're going to gain the followers is what I've always believed. But if you exist completely off of your image, like your physical image, then I definitely understand the fear. But I think it is a fear regardless of becoming irrelevant and struggling to gain the content. But yeah, no, I I, I completely agree with you there. It's going to be interesting to see, especially
0: as influencers age and as the, the viewers mm-hmm. age, you know, are they going to stick around, or are they just going to stop? Like I feel like if you, if you are a fan, you'll continue watching, unless, you know you just get disinterested in, right. whatever it is, which I mean, that can happen as well. So we've talked about the four guys. Let's talk about Santa, Danny Trejo making his debut on American Horror Story. Uh, not to jump all ahead all the way to the end when I usually ask, who do we want to see again? I want to see him again. <laughs> uh, let me just say that. But what did we think of Dr- Danny Trejo as uh, a serial killer that kills mall Santas? And he ends up taking their place. And uh, <laughs> he, he clearly has a very twisted view on being Santa. You know, you must always be nice.
1: Yeah, I... I absolutely loved him, and I want to see him again. I do think that his talent was a little bit wasted, because I would have loved to have more of him in this episode. That's I agree.
0: This was the shortest episode that we've gotten thus far. It was 37 minutes. I think it was maybe two-ish minutes of Mm -hmm. credits at the end. So even that, I mean, it was was a very short episode. From my understanding, what I read online, because I read an interview with Kevin McHale on TV Line, and he said that Danny Trejo was only brought in for, like, about two days. Yep. So they did all the Danny Trejo stuff in two days, you know, while, you know, he had much more time with his Bro House cast members. Uh, he only had, or Danny Trejo was only available, I guess, for two days, and so they filmed everything in those two days, and so that's why we didn't get as much Santa uh-huh. as I wish we would have gotten. Like, I wish we would have gotten maybe a little a little bit more before he decided yeah. to kill the bros. Uh, that would have been kind of nice. I mean, it was, it was neat that we got a lot on the bros, you know, because they, they did a lot with them just in doing all of the social media parodying. But um, if we're going to have a serial killer, I mean, clearly we're going to have him when he's serial killing. But it, it would have been nice to have had, like, maybe teases before.
1: Agreed. Like, I I almost wish that it had been like a full hour split down the middle, you know, because I feel like with the amount of time that we got to spend with that character versus the amount of time that we got to spend with the asshats, I would have liked more balance, you know, because I feel like with the short amount of the episode, they spent too much time on the bros. And I mean, I already hated them within 10 minutes. I would have been ready to see them die <laughs> you know, within like 10 minutes of all of that. Um, there were a couple of times I literally had to pause the episode. Cause I was like, Oh my God, these guys, I know I don't want to watch them. I don't, because it was working so well. Um, You know, in the five or ten minutes that we got of the murders, it was very effective. The murders happened very, very quickly. My only complaint is I think that the the diminished time with him, I think there really wasn't a lot of time to build up that suspense. I felt that it went very, very jerkily from, oh, we're doing this, we're posting it, life is falling apart, and then – He's threatening them, and all of a sudden he's just there, and it was done within, like, five-ish minutes or so. I didn't hate it, but I would have liked to see more buildup and more space between the killings and more time for them to be more afraid. Um, 37 minutes was definitely, I think, too short, and due to limited restraints, they didn't give him enough time to really give us the Trejo that I know we could have gotten. But he did an amazing job nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. As sort of, like, the time started ticking in the episode... You know, when I looked down and I was like, oh, okay, so we're in, we're in our final sort of two segments of uh, the episode. Clearly, the, the murders are going to start to happen. But because it's only four guys, like, the murders were going to have to happen back to back to back. It wouldn't have been realistic to spread them out just because, you know, realistically speaking, it would give you a chance to escape, to call for help, to find help, and that sort of thing. So T-shirt. they had to do them back to back. But I... So, okay, here's the thing. Full disclosure, I did enjoy the episode. Like, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was jam-packed. Uh, I did get, you know, elements of suspense that worked for me, that, that works in a slasher film. But I wanted more, just because it was really enjoyable. And I know that you were kind of like, ugh, with like all the bro stuff. I liked all of that story building in the beginning. Number one, the parodies were spot on. Like, just the ridiculousness of, of social media influencers doing what they're doing, you you know, having to pivot and that sort of stuff. You know, going from you know extreme stuff and and then uh, getting sort of like the um, I don't I forget which one was Logan Paul or Jake Paul, one of the Pauls that did the thing that uh, you know everyone started to hate on him. Um, PewDiePie has also released stuff that's been controversial and and that sort of stuff. So you know, going. Taking the real world aspect, bring that in, having them do something so controversial as filming a guy's suicide, and then them thinking that it was gonna give them more subscribers. It had the opposite effect. and so they then they decided to queer bait, which is a thing, and <laughs> no and then they they went from that to trying to go back to what they used to do, which is pranking, but then being hella offensive um, hella jerk-y about it, it, it was, it was spot on, like, they did a fantastic job with it, so I was invested in the characters, even though I didn't like them, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know what I would have wanted, I clearly wanted more time in the episode, but I feel like they would have had to have had at least one or two more influencers, so that the body count can go up, And so that the murders didn't necessarily seem so back-to-back-to-back-to-back.
1: What I was almost thinking was going to happen was that there was going to be a massacre at their big party. Oh, That's what I was almost expecting. Like, kind of getting to see their world start crumbling around them. Like, oh, this is the ramifications of what we did. I was actually surprised that there wasn't any... Would it make sense? Because he was only going after the people that were bad. But... In my eyes, in, like, slasher films, sometimes the killer is not discriminatory, and, like, it would be good enough for him, oh, you guys are at this party celebrating these these jerks, so if you're in my way, I'm going to kill you. I almost was expecting, before the core four influencers got killed, that some of the people at the party might be killed, and they start finding the bodies, a la old school slasher recipe but i do agree with you like i don't get me wrong like all of the buildup with the bros it only made me hate the characters more which is what they were trying to do and i just wanted like you did that that latter half to be a little bit more and have more murdery stuff um but no i totally like thought it was going to be a massacre but i I will say that i loved the uh the christmas she shot at the end
0: the christmas tree with the
1: bodies yes
0: (laughs) as ornaments yeah that that was a good reveal
1: it was really i wasn't expecting that honestly yeah, props
0: to them I mean they're really bringing the gore with uh american horror stories uh i I love that uh, they're also bringing the diversity I'm loving seeing you know i didn't i don't think I mentioned this in the previous uh podcast recording, but I'm loving that they're bringing diverse actors into uh, this world. I mean, not that yep. American Horror Story has been Lily White. I mean, there maybe have been a couple seasons that have been, but seeing, you know, a diverse group of actors being brought in uh, just makes it feel a little bit more real, which is nice. Um, yeah. I-, I thought the four leads were really good in their asshole-ish, jerky sort of roles. Um, Danny Trejo, as we said, was fantastic. I love the little stinger at the end with him. Just sort of showing us he's still out there and he's got his next target. My Mm -hmm. hope is that... I don't know what they're doing with this as far as this, um, you know, spinoff series. But if they do end up doing sequels to any of these stories that were introduced in season one... Um, out of all of them, and I I know we haven't seen a couple of them yet, because they haven't been released, but uh, this is one that I would love to see
1: a sequel. Agreed. I think that would be really interesting. I I never knew that I needed Danny Trejo singing Christmas carols really creepily in my life, but now I Satanic-y
0: Christmas carols.
1: Yes. (laughs) It's
0: fantastic. Uh, Yeah, so hopefully we do revisit this one again. Uh, What's interesting about this season is... Since this is the first season, there has been a lot of emphasis on the first season of American Horror Story. You know, we started mm-hmm. off with a two-parter with The Murder House. Um, spoiler alert, but apparently the season finale is going to go back to The Murder House. I wonder if the next season there will be an, a theme that's relevant like to... Asylum. Exactly, like Asylum, or if they just pick a different American Horror Story season. Have we
1: even left Los Angeles for this season yet?
0: I don't think so. Uh, I I think we have. No, because this was clearly Los
1: Angeles, right? Yeah, because they talked about it. It was at least California, yeah. yeah. It looked very much like Los Angeles. I never even thought about that. You're right. I think there there is like that not only like the themes and some of the characters popping back up, but like the location itself, it's almost like insular to Los Angeles, which is where Murder House is. So I would be curious to see if this all does kind of in some way come full circle in the finale. Yeah.
0: And I wonder if next season, maybe they will do season two of American Horror Story, and we might have a couple of Asylum-centric or or Asylum-inspired episodes. That might be kind of interesting.
1: Then Um, they would have to do a season three, because I want Coven-inspired episodes.
0: (laughs) Well, there is that as well. Yes, that might be interesting. I, I mean... Instead of doing an entire season focusing on Coven again, they could have, you know, the premiere, I guess, maybe in the finale being focused on Coven. That would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Okay. Well, the deaths. Did you have a favorite death?
1: I did. It was Wyatt. (laughs) getting his head like broke or his neck broken and completely twisted and how it just kept being reposted on YouTube because it was the first and it broke the seal. It was just the first murder in a slasher is, is always impactful. And this one was definitely the most impactful because it's the one that let them know, like, wait, 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 oh, he's really dead, because with their arrogance, they, of course, thought it was a prank, you know? So it was that arrogance that led to their demise, because Zenit ended up, and and the chain of dominoes continued to fall, and I will admit, the gore on that was extremely well done. I don't think I've ever actually seen a neck twisted like that, where the spine actually comes out of the esophagus.
0: I know. It, It was really good. That was hella impactful and impressionable. Um. Yeah, I, I will cosign. I I think his death was the gnarliest. It was the one that was the most uh, grotesque. Although I will say that as far as you know, a character really getting his comeuppance when Zen died, that was pretty spectacular, and his oh, I, seemed yeah. to be the most painful because he was getting beat by whatever the hell that was. And then he got uh, holly, I guess that was, or mistletoe, shoved down his throat like a garland of it, which Mm -hmm. I would assume that was hella painful as well. And then he got electrocuted.
1: He got his just desserts, and then his was the body that was dismembered for ornaments. I mean, he definitely got what he deserved.
0: 100%. 100%. Yeah, and his head was a star, too. Fantastic. (laughs) Yes. All right. Was there anything that I missed? And this was seems like a fast conversation. It's just the two of us. (laughs) And it was also the shortest one. So I, I guess it's apropos that our podcast will be the shortest one maybe of the
1: season. I will admit that there was one moment that really put the nail in the coffin of me viewing Barry in any way as redeemable. And that was the moment where the 5 million subscribers happened.
0: Oh, yeah. He was really excited
1: Mm mm-hmm you know this whole thing is like we shouldn't be doing this we shouldn't be doing this you know but he still went along with it but he he was that person that's like no really I'm a good person like generally if someone tells me like I'm a good person I'm going to assume they're an asshole until they prove me otherwise because if you're a good person you shouldn't feel the need to tell people you know and so that's kind of what he reminded me of but I I kind of was like teetering but then when that happened and I'm like dude you're in the middle of getting killed or about to be killed and okay, yeah, you're, you're just as bad as the rest of them. And shout out to him getting nailed in the leg. I felt like that was a correlation to Artie on Glee, because he was crawling on the floor.
0: I did, uh, yeah, I thought about that as well. Yes, and yeah. uh, apparently, I had forgotten he was on True Blood, but apparently his character on True Blood was also burned up. So um I forgot about
1: that. Wow. So yeah,
0: so there's a little bit of echoing there cuz he <laughs> was set on fire. Uh I do agree with you. Like and I don't think he understood it and I think it's just the social media influencer vanity of it all, uh where mm-hmm. he was so excited about the followers. He's like we did it. But it's like y'all are getting the followers because y'all are dying. Mm-hmm. So it's. <laughs> yeah, I think the only lackluster death, unfortunately, was poor... Oh gosh, what was his name? James? What was his name?
1: The forgettable one, yeah, because he really didn't have much to do in this episode, I feel like. The guy that got impaled in, with the arrows.
0: Yeah, that was the only one that was kind of like, yeah. Uh, they could have...
1: That I was very know. rushed.
0: Yeah, that one was rushed. I don't know what he could have done differently. Maybe put fireworks... On the, air, on the arrow and then they... Would I almost expected it to explode, yeah. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. In a very sick and twisted kind of way.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think it was... Uh, for what they did, I mean, I, I tried to think if like each of them had a death that like correlated to the people that they were in it, And they really didn't. Um, but I, I do agree out of all them, Zinn did because he got the worst. And he was the one that desperately wanted to be the star the most. So him being the star in the Christmas tree, I did like that correlation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he deserved to suffer, because he was just horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, they could have yeah. just done some simple pranks at the mall, but he took it to another level. And because he was doing it, you know, his lackeys, you know, just followed him. Like, because there was that moment when they were and they were like, I don't remember doing that. But when you're in the moment, and you have, you know, the main one being such an asshole... You're going to be an asshole as well. Like, they could have just done something normal, but they took it way too far, and they clearly fucked with the wrong Santa.
1: Oh God, yeah. Well, and it kind of goes into the whole the philosophy and psychology of the bystander effect. You know, like the more people that are around when something happens, the less likely people are to feel guilty about not doing anything or actually just don't do anything. And that's you know when you it's an interesting thought when you throw that into the mind of an influencer. It's like because you're doing it on camera and you're doing it for fame. It's like you don't really feel the guilt because yeah, it's shitty, but it's going to get me likes. And that is a really morbidly fascinating concept. Like there is an element of people are so desensitized to the emotions and feelings of the people around them in order to, monetize that and get success off of that. And it's really frightening. So it added another element of horror to me that there really are, because I know there are people out there who would film that in real life. Like they would go sit and watch and wait for somebody to jump off of a bridge because I've I've been on YouTube and I've seen some of the stuff that people will record and it's just, it's disturbing.
0: Yes, I agree with you on that. So was there anything that I missed? A tiny little moment? I don't
1: think so. I think we covered all the important parts, because it was a very short episode. Yes, it was. Uh, so now it's time for the MVP, the most valuable
0: player. State which character impressed you throughout the episode and why. Once a character has been chosen, they cannot be selected again, so choose wisely. I feel like you're going to go with the obvious choice, which is the right choice. Maybe.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Vinny, who's your MVP? Uh, I, I almost tempted to be nice again and let you go first. <laughs> but I will be selfish. I am going to pick Santa. Danny Trejo. I mean... I could find something not redeemable, but but worth picking out of the characters. But no, you know what? Actually, I'm going to rescind that. I am going to go with Zinn. because thinking about it, he is he resonated with me in such a negative way, and I think that Zinn was the driving force behind everything that happened in this aspect. He was the figurehead. He was the leader. He had this gaggle of boys that he was able to manipulate and convince into doing what everyone. And he wasn't a mastermind. He wasn't smart. He was so unlikable. He was so shallow. He was literally what I would view as an evil character that I felt so strongly disgusted by him. I am going to choose him as my MVP because when I compare how I felt about him versus how I compared to how I feel about Danny Trejo's performance, like I love Danny Trejo and I liked his performance. But the thing that I would probably talk about the most coming away from this episode is how much of an asshole – and how deserving he was of what he got. Zin was so. I yeah. I will pick him for my MVP. Actually,
0: good choice. Technically, you had two choice, two two MVPs. But I will I will say this <laughs> because um, since you already sort of started giving the love to Danny Trail, I'll just continue it. I'll say okay. that he was fantastic. I'll will give him sort of an honorary MVP um, because he just brought the proper menace. To uh, this Santa serial killer. It's the menace that we needed to make you know, the killings incredibly believable. To make the comeuppance of these four social media influencers incredibly believable. So he brought it. And hopefully we get to see more of him. But I'm going to also give it to Wyatt. And the reason I'm going to give it to Wyatt is because I've seen Charles Melton in a couple of other stuff. And I didn't know that he could be funny. And he brought the oh, yeah. comedy in this for me. Uh, I thought that his, you know, his just stupidity, I, I think the heavens he did not. Uh, speaking of Wyatt in particular, he did not, uh, you know, go to med school because
1: <laughs> I do how good right? of a
0: doctor he would have been. But uh, the comedy that he brought was really good. I found him to be just incredibly spectacular with that dim-witted comedy. It worked for me. And uh and his death was also pretty awesome, just visually. It was visually impressive. Uh it it worked. So now it's time to rate the episode. How would you rate this episode on a scale of one to ten Santa hats? The point system is allowed, and if you found the episode exceptional, deserving more than a ten, you may grant it the
1: coveted golden Santa hat. Vinny? I'm gonna give it a solid eight and a half. I there was a lot that I liked. I really enjoyed the ride. Um, But like we kind of talked about, I would have liked to see more action on the Santa end. I would have liked to see more going on in that area, more time, maybe more torture. I know that's horrible to say, but these guys were deliberately built up to be nasty, disgusting, and their comeuppance was very fast and very quick. Um, So I would have liked the episode to have been longer, but for what we got, it was very quality. It was really well done. The way the characters were portrayed, what they did, the the effects of... me. I really felt like I was watching YouTube for a majority of the beginning of the episode. They did a really great job of making it very TikTok-y, as you said very realistic so for what we got in the 37 minutes it was really well done there were just a couple of things that are keeping me from giving it a 10 so 8.5 for me
0: all right i think coming into this i was going to give it an 8 but after hearing you give it an 8.5 and and all of the reasons to justify it i'll bump it up to an 8.5 as well it is a well done episode it, it, it was very suspenseful, even though you know everything was kind of rushed at the end because it was only four people that uh, Bad Santa had to kill. Uh, but it was still well done. Um, I enjoyed what we got. I thought all the actors did a really good job. You know, sometimes playing douchey roles. You, you know, the other one playing a hardcore serial killer role. But everybody played their parts perfectly. Um, yeah, I, I just wish we got more. Uh, 35 minutes, you know, without the end credits. It's not a lot. Uh, so, uh, yeah, maybe added a couple more influencers or something. They could have, you know, racked up the body count. That might have been uh, something. Cameos
1: would have been awesome. Like having actual like real-life ones come in for cameos to add up the body count would have been cool.
0: Very true. Very true, yeah. So I I will co-sign with an 8.5. Something that we didn't discuss that I want to at least uh, chat about really quick before we wrap everything up, the opening credits. So we got the same music. It was lightened up a little bit for the holidays, and uh, the imagery was different. You know, as, as I said, as I hoped when we did the first one, you know, the first one that we got was very rubber woman, man oriented last Rubbery. week it was very rubber yes uh last week we had one that was very drive-in associated i mean clearly we were going to a drive-in and this one was um holiday uh tiktok youtube um also kind of creepy it, it got more sinister the image the imagery got more sinister as the theme progressed um i don't know any bts about it so i don't know if they just plucked real stuff, or if that was original stuff, or if they asked, you know, popular TikTokers and YouTubers to create stuff, I I don't know, but it was still very neat, so I just wanted to give props to whomever edited it together and
1: actually Completely agree.
0: made it happen. it It was very appropriate for the episode, especially because the opening was really what you said, you know. A, a, a direct riff on YouTube and TikTok. So having all of that imagery and then leading into this uh, opening theme was perfect. So my final question is, uh, do we want to see any of these actors again? I, I know we, we want to see Danny Trejo as Santa again. I would love to see Danny Trejo period again. Um, I thought the four characters were fine. Uh, you know, some of them had a little bit more to do than others, but I, yeah, they could come back. Not a, clearly not the same. Characters. I agree.
1: I, they did a really great job, like I said, of playing the people that they were written to play. You know, they were very effective. They're obviously very talented actors. I would love to see them play something different. Since I mean, hopefully, obviously, these characters couldn't come back to life. But it is American Horror Story, so you never know. Uh, but like going back to Zinn, like how much he made me feel like he deserved what he got. The actor did an amazing job and all of them played these vapid, insecure like characters very, very powerfully. So I would love to see what their acting chops could do in another, maybe a more sinister role or another more dramatic or genuine role. I think they would bring a lot to the table.
0: 100%. A shout
1: out to the bro house
0: in another episode might be kind of neat just to sort of tie some of these things together, much like last week, we were mentioning maybe Rabbit Rabbit can be mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, just a little reference in a future episode that would kind of help tie things together and make it all seem like it's a part of the uh, AHS universe uh, in the, the mothership and that sort of thing that would be kind of cool A quick little fun fact for those out there that maybe didn't know Charles Melton did appear on the mothership he was uh, he had the, the small role of uh, Mr. Wu way back in the hotel season
1: yeah so. I will tell you I'm incredibly excited for next week's
0: oh okay because well, go. well,
1: we got Billy Lord coming
0: back we do we have an AHS alum making uh, her debut on uh, the spinoff. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Are You Afraid? Hashtag AH Stories. Here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for Are You Afraid? AH Stories and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. My co-host, please wish the listeners a good night. Have a good night, bros. Yes. It's a shame. We haven't even said ho, ho, ho throughout this whole (laughs) damn thing. Well, I guess I just... Ho, ho, bro. Ho, ho, bro, yes. Or is it ho, ho, no homo? Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid? Hashtag H Stories every Tuesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Puppy Chula Radio Archives. Good night.